My name is Gabe Gary, and this episode's floss pick is watch movies more than once, if you like them, or if you don't like them. And um, the reason for this is because we don't have perfect memories. I do this all. I will watch a movie, and I'll I'll say I love it. I'll recommend it to people, and then I'll see it like four or five years later, and I won't remember any like a, a lot of the details will have slipped my mind. Um, and one, it's refreshing to get to watch it again and, you know, relearn little things. Um, but the best part is if it's a really great movie, it usually means it has a really great ending. Because, I mean, if a movie has a bad ending, that'll ruin the whole movie for you. But if it's a, if it has a great ending, that usually means it uh, was likely a great movie and the ending will stick with you. So if you go back and watch it again years later, you'll have the ending remembered and you'll notice all these small little details that hint at the ending that you that you didn't notice the first time around. And that that really makes uh, the movie watching experience really enjoyable. So for for an enjoyment purpose, uh, watch movies twice. And this doesn't just go for movies, um, books. Same thing, you know, maybe even sports games, uh, you know, networks play classic sports games all the time uh, for a reason, because people watch them. Um, you know, there might be like a historic playoff game where you you know the ending and you might know the how you might know how the winning score happens. But the reason it's such a great game is for all the little details and plays um, leading up to that moment it makes it really and enjoyable experience. A few movies come to mind when I think of uh, movies that are better the second time around. Uh, I think the most notable example of this in recent years is Get Out. Get Out was praised for how well it was written. And um, when a movie is written well, what that means is there's, there's no wasted line of dialogue or action. When you know the twist of Get Out, and I won't reveal the twist here, but um, it centers around the theme of um, whiteness invading and taking advantage of black bodies and black culture for their own benefit. That's the general theme of the twist. And when you watch the movie the second time around, you pick up on all these little details that hints at that theme that the first time around, you know, seemed irrelevant. We actually watched that movie um, in one of my college classes, and we were we were assigned to come to class to discuss the writing and and the the thematic layering within the writing of the film, and. It was very obvious that everybody, that most people in the class had read the same exact like a vulture article that basically bullet pointed out all of the little uh, pieces of dialogue or action that had double or triple meanings. And that's all well and good if you don't actually care to appreciate the movie more. And, you know, some people don't care to appreciate the films more. Watching them once is fine. They got the, they got a nice two hours out of it. Um, 
and they might not ever think about it again. But if if you really want to, if you want to, you know, challenge yourself to have an appreciation for um, art in general or performance in general, um, you know, don't just skip to the answer section of the book. These people who who were assigned uh, or challenged with thinking deeper about the film and immediately just went online to get the answers told to them were the same people that just turned to the back of the math book for the answers in high school. Um, it's You're not doing yourself any favors because you're just memorizing and regurgitating information. Challenge yourself to watch these movies a second time and take a note when when a when a detail uh, lends itself to a double or triple or to a double or triple meaning, another really great movie uh, to do this with is The Prestige. <laughs> oh, white dude fanboy and Christopher Nolan, shut the fuck up. The Prestige is a great fucking movie. Honestly, I would say it's one of his top two films, but definitely his his best writing, Christopher Nolan. Uh, fair criticism of him is that he often lacks um, de- detailed and thoughtful writing, um, not in The Prestige. Um, I will not spoil The Prestige because it is one of my favorite movies and I wouldn't do that to anybody. But uh, what if you watch it a second time after watching it the first time, it will be even better. And don't just watch it and go on YouTube and look up a Every, every single thing in the prestige explained to me because I'm a fucking idiot who can't think for myself. Shutter Island. Shutter Island was, I actually watched it for the first time in the pandemic and um, it actually blew me away. Not many movies get me on the twist, but uh, when the, this this twist blew me away, I had Martin Scorsese, you magnificent bastard. Shutter Island, great fucking flick. And if you watch it again, um, it's, 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 it's amazing. Not only is this applicable for fields and pieces of art that you like, but it's also really valuable if you want to think deeper about maybe why you didn't like something. Like I mentioned, every, every line of dialogue and get out lends itself to its underlying theme in a really in a really clever way. And so it all works. But if there's a movie you get done watching and you're like, that that was bad. I didn't like it. You want you won't want to watch it again. And I don't blame you nobody want nobody's in in excited to watch um a second film, a film a second time that they didn't like. But if you if you feel so compelled to, you will notice you'll watch the film and there will be lines where you're like, why did that person say that? It means nothing. There will be scenes, you know, where, where two people, you know, uh, run into each other at a park. And knowing how the movie plays out, you'll be like, that was unnecessary. That was unnecessary. Why did they do that? It didn't, it didn't help us learn anything more about what the film is about. And that's what people mean um, in writing all types of art, all types of art, but anything that requires writing, something that works or doesn't. It works or doesn't. Um, a lot of get out works, 
because it plays towards a theme, a lot of bad movies don't work because because they just throw scenes in there without any uh, attention or thought. Now I realize not everybody likes movies or is into or is into film as I am. But this is super applicable to honestly whatever field you're in. Um, going back and retracing steps to figure out why something did or didn't work. Athletics is a great example. You always hear about the great athletes becoming so great because they 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 watch tape meticulously, um, and they're not just watching tape and letting it go in one eye and out the other. They're watching tape knowing how things play out with that rewind button ready to go at all times. And sometimes analysts on TV will do this if they're good at their job. Most of them aren't good at their job. Most of them are fucking idiots who with a microphone like me. Um, but when something good happens on the court or the field, so that's you know, the movie you like, a, a good pl- something good happens on the court or the field, they rewind and they watch all the steps. What was every player doing before that happened? Like two minutes before. And how did each thing each of those people did contribute to the end result? And you'll and you'll notice if you're an athlete and you're observing um, why a defensive scheme or an offensive play works so well, it's because every single action that everybody took on the field or the court contributed in some way to the end goal. If it's an open three pointer on the corner, every pick or movement should contribute to the end goal of an open three pointer. If it's keeping somebody out of the paint. For those of you that don't watch basketball, that's the area directly under the rim. If the if the goal of the defense is keeping somebody out of the paint, everybody on the defense should be moving in correspondence with that goal. They will they will ignore other players to make sure that a, that a certain player doesn't get in the paint. And if that scheme doesn't work, if a player does get into the paint, usually you rewind that tape, you watch that movie again. And you'll see, oh, this person did something that didn't work. Scientists do this all the time. That's the scientific method and lab reports. A scientist will carry out an experiment with a hypothesis. And at the end of the experiment, um, they'll, they'll fill out a lab report, which is usually very meticulous and very detailed and very well thought out. You know, what were all the supplies used during the experiment? What was the intention of each action during the experiment. What was the end result? Was it a good ending or a bad ending? Did you like it or did you not like it? And after that result is over, they write the lab they, they write the lab report and they go through every scene, every step of the experiment. If they got the desired result, it's because everything along the way worked. If they didn't get the desired result, they didn't just go about their day and not think about it. They went back and replayed the experiment like a movie in their head and said, where did we go wrong? What didn't contribute in the correct way? I got, I know I started this out by saying, you know, watch movies twice. But I think in, I think in reality, it's, uh, if, if, if you want to improve something, double check yourself, triple check yourself, measure twice, cut once. There's a reason that's a saying. Like I said, it, it's not just applicable to arts and shit that stupid white dudes like, like sports and movies. Scientists do this. And an experiment doesn't have to be confined to a lab to find out, you know, why something isn't or isn't working. Because you can do this in, you can do this in your own life. You lose something 
anytime you lose something, that's an that's an end that you did not like. You got to go back and find out why you didn't like it. That's retracing your steps. Life is all about observation and perspective and a fair amount of critique. I actually I'll probably end on this um, on the story. There was a corn stand um, out in the suburbs of Cleveland. There's a corn stand, and they sold corn for fifty cents a ear. So you got a half dozen you got a half dozen ears of corn for three dollars. And some people would give a five dollar bill. They get two dollars back, and they tip. They tip a buck or two. Some people wouldn't. And the ladies running the corn stand wanted to increase the amount of tips they got. So they said, instead of making it 50 cents for an ear of corn, we're going to make it 75 cents for an ear of corn, which would make six ears of corn $4.50 instead of $3. They thought that if people were given 50 cents back instead of $2 bills, they would make more money in tips because it's much easier to throw away 50 cents than it is to throw away a dollar. So they did this for a week. And after a week, they found out they made significantly fewer tips with the new prices. And they were confused. They thought this was surefire. So they carried out this experiment, this movie, to keep up the metaphor. They, and, they, and at the end of the experiment or the movie... Bear with me, please. Uh, it didn't work. They didn't like it. So they went back and they, they, they wanted to know, you know, where did we go wrong? Then they start, and then to figure this out, they, uh, they, kept, they kept tabs on their regulars because they had, they had regular returning clientele every week. So the next couple of weeks, they kept tabs on people who were and were not tipping. And they found that whether six ears of corn was three dollars or four fifty, it was not the amount of money that determined whether or not somebody would tip. But it was the same people tipping every time and the same people not tipping every time. They assumed that people weren't tipping because they didn't want to give up a certain amount of money. And that's where they went wrong when they went back and they double-checked their experiment. Their assumption that people tipped based on the amount of money they had to tip was wrong. What turned out to be true was people who tipped were people who tipped no matter what. And people who did not tip um, were people who didn't tip no matter what the tip was. Uh, And so they had to go back and they had to critique themselves. They had to think to themselves, maybe I might have been wrong. And they changed their assumption. And they and they came to the conclusion that it was not worth their time. They were never going to change somebody's philosophy on whether or not they tipped. They could only change how much money they gave back to them. So if you go buy corn from them now, it'll be 50 cents a, 50 cents a year, $3 for a half dozen. Tip jar on the right. And that's the floss pick. Floss Picks are bonus episodes in which I tell you about my personal do's and don'ts. If you like them, you can get exclusive Floss Picks by subscribing to the show's Patreon at patreon.com slash thefflosspod. I'm Gabe Gary, and thank you very much.